0: Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steelers Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again. We are a week into July. It is the 7th. My goodness, we are four weeks away from the Hall of Fame game which doesn't really mean much to Steelers fans this year because the Steelers aren't playing in it. Last year, I just remember how exciting it was looking up to that. But still, the Hall of Fame game the very next night is Friday Night Lights for the Steelers as part of their training camp. They'll have already been in camp in pads that week. So it's it's really right around the corner already. I'm excited. Can't wait for it to get here. I am ready to see this football team in action. There's a lot of unknowns, a lot of unknowns. I did an article uh, that, uh, when when was that? That uh, was last week, uh, probably probably the same day Stat Geek ran, that it was an article about, you know, it might've been last Friday, it doesn't matter, but it was about the it factor of the quarterback. And whether you call it the it factor or you call it being clutch or something like that, that's probably the biggest unknown for the Steelers this year. And, Because if you look across the board, it seems like the Steelers got better at a lot of position groups, if not all of them. The biggest question mark is quarterback. And then even in quarterback, they should have a quarterback that probably has a stronger arm than Ben Roethlisberger had last year. They'll have a quarterback that has better legs than Ben Roethlisberger did last year. The question is, one, do they have the the better above-the-neck qualities from Ben Roethlisberger, and as I said, the it quality. The it factor, can they take a team, throw them on their back in the final two minutes and go win them a football game? Because Ben Roethlisberger did it seven times last year in nine of their victories, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. But I'm just excited to see who it's going to be. I don't really, I'm not really pulling for one horse over the other when it comes to the Steelers quarterbacks. I just want want someone to really step up and play well and grab it. And it doesn't really matter. I'm going to love the Steelers quarterback no matter who it is. I need to clean up a little bit something uh, from last week's episode. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, because sometimes I'll talk about various things with news. I am on vacation. I hope if you are listening from the United States, I hope that you had a great Independence Day weekend. If you are not listening from the United States, I hope you had a good start of the second half of 2022, because that also just happened as well, but I'm because I'm actually on out on vacation. I'm recording this ep- this episode a little bit earlier. So if there was some news that that crept up, yeah, I, I, that's hasn't happened for me yet. I'm coming. I'm not like the guys from Australia who come to you from the future. Right now, I'm coming to you. A little bit from the past, but nothing with these numbers that we're going to talk about today is going to change any of that. But I just want to let you know that you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you didn't talk about. That's probably why, if it's something that's just happened very, very recently. So uh, because of a different schedule, I had to make sure that I had uh, a setup when I where I had good internet and good audio to make sure uh, I came at you again for my Nerds of Steel. So last week I talked about something. I talked about the Steelers' defensive ranks and the points they surrendered. And I talked about how how many times they finished in the top five of the NFL. I threw out the, the, the nine times that they finished in the top five of the NFL before the merger, because my goodness, who cares if you come in fifth if there's only 10 teams? That doesn't really mean as much, so when you look at post merger you're talking about at least twenty six teams um whenever that whenever they first started out um or is it twenty eight teams i i can't it's one of those numbers so I, I could probably tell you that here pretty soon what what that was um, <laughs> of of how many teams you know how many teams there were but um this is This is where we're going with this now. I forgot something when it came to that subject. And that was, I did not actually give the points per game numbers. I just gave the rankings. I didn't give any numbers. And yes, it was 26 teams whenever they came together for a merger. I I knew that. Um, I was just trying to think of about how many different expansion teams that they've had ever since then, the the, the six different teams uh, to, to get there. So Here's what I thought I would do to start off this show before I dive into another one of these tier episodes, if you know what I mean. Looking at the numbers, I, I looked at some of the some of the defenses where the Steelers came in first overall in the league, and then looked at how many points per game they gave up. Because I had to I had to calculate it myself, but it wasn't difficult to do. I just had to look them all up individually. And honestly, Steeler fans might know this, but what appears to be the best Steelers defense by far, and I have to say by far, was the 1976 Pittsburgh Steelers. They gave up a total of, I don't know what the total was, but it was less, it was so, it was so low that the total number of points that they gave up was less than 10 points per game. No joke. They gave up 138 points in 14 games. That is 10, sorry, 9.86 points per game. That's what the Steelers gave up in 1976. So that's got to be, that's got to be number one from where I was talking about this before. And what's crazy is when you look back over those points, which, um, the, you know the the Steelers did did give up 14 points and then 24 points in their two postseason games that year, but they they gave up three points over the last three games of the season. Then they had a game in there where they gave up 16. that was in, in week 11. Then before that they had three points and before that there was three straight shutouts. So, I mean, if you look at it, they didn't start off the season as strong because it was 31 points, 14 points, 30 points, 17 points, 18 points. Boom. Once you hit that 18 points in week five, it went six, zero, 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 three, 16, three, zero, zero. I mean, the Steelers started off one and four in the first five games. Started off one and four, and then they finished 10 and four because of that defense. It was absolutely amazing. It's historic. I was not alive for it. And probably a number of you weren't alive for it, but a number of you probably were as well, that um, they that, that, that got to check out that defense. Other years that had some really good points per game um, – was nineteen seventy eight also had twelve point one nine? They were also ranked first in the NFL. See, and like when the the Steelers were ranked first in nineteen forty six, I said I kind of throw that one out. Like they gave up twenty point two five points. So then then you look at some some other ones. Uh, two thousand eight, they were thirteen point nine four. Two thousand ten, they were fourteen point five. Two thousand eleven, they were fourteen point one nine. Two thousand four, they were fifteen point six nine. So they, they had some other good ones in their 2001. They were 14.19 and I'll throw 2005 out there because we know what happened in 2005 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were 16.13. They were up there. They were ranked in the top five with all those, but I didn't actually give the numbers of some points per game. So I wanted to go back and do that because I just felt like you might've been cheated a little bit. You might not have even realized at all. Yeah. I didn't even realize you didn't give us the numbers. So I thought I'd throw some some of them out there for you before we dove in to this week's topic. Now this week's topic, this is not coming from a specific question. I will tell you that this is not a specific question. I'll still take questions. I've got another one lined up to do for part of next week, but I still need some more. I still need some more questions. That is on Twitter, STLR STLRSuperFanDad, or email me, STLRSuperFanDad at gmail.com. I am ready for these questions. But I actually had some people reach out to me when I did the show two weeks ago about wide receiver tiers talking about, you know, a a wide receiver one versus wide receiver two. And I broke it down and I'm like, well, there's 32 teams in the league. Let's go a wide receiver. One is if you're in the top 32 and then it was top 64 for the, for, you know, from, or from 33 to 64 for the tier two. And then it was from 65 to, to, 96 for tier three. And then everything less was tier four and I broke it down and I did that. If you want to check that out, that was from two weeks ago. So that was June 23rd. You could, you could check out that episode. So, but a lot of people like that. I'm like, well, there's not a lot of positions I can do that for, but I think one that might be worthwhile to think about would be the quarterback position. So you look at what you think are some of the key stats for quarterbacks and break it down by year into where, where the numbers fell. Forget the names. Forget the names. This is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just looking at the numbers. What number puts you in the top eight, the top quarter of the league, the top 25% of the NFL? The reason now. Are there more than 32 quarterbacks? Sure. But there's 32 teams. That means that you were a quarterback for one of the top 25% teams. That, that's why I'm cutting it off at 32. I'm not doing the whole thing. So top eight would be like what I would consider top tier quarterbacks. And it also came down to what statistical categories you were looking at, because you could be in the top eight in one category, but not top eight in another so in order to actually end up in the top tier overall, you have to be in the top tier for two out of three. Cause I did three categories just like I did for wide receiver. If you're in the top, top, top eight for two of them, then you end up in the top tier quarterback. Cause I averaged the numbers out. Like if you're a one, a one and a two, that puts you in tier one. But if you're a one, a two and a two, that puts you in tier two. So that's just kind of how I was looking at it. Didn't look at every quarterback. I just looked at, you know, my Ben Roethlisberger and things like that. So here's the numbers that I'm doing. Here are the stats. And this is what I went with. And you might agree and you might disagree. I was really torn between two stats. I was really torn between yardage and yards per game. I wasn't sure which one to go with. So I'm like, do do I count it against someone if they didn't start as many games. And the more I thought about it, I was like, for this category, I am. Because for another category, I'm not. So I didn't want to do it in two categories. And yardage was one that could have gone either way. So I'm like, do I, do I go total yards or do I do yards per game? So I did total yards. Now, if I would have done yards per game, I'd put a stipulation in whenever I cut this down. A quarterback had to start at least four games in the season. That had to start at least four games, and that's going to come important when we get to the third stat, because I wanted to I wanted to do one of those stats that it didn't matter if you didn't start as many games, because and this stat could could still really put you up there. So, and, and we'll see that especially when we look at the twenty twenty numbers, because in twenty twenty I've got numbers for one Mitchell Trubisky, so I'm going to throw them in there as well so the first one I did was yards. And then the other obvious one I did was touchdown passes. So yardage and touchdown passes are as, are as someone top eight in those categories. Uh, top eight was tier one. Then from 16 up to eight, that's tier two. And from 24 up to 16 is, is tier three. And then anything below 24 is t- tier four. So that's what I did with the tiers of quarterbacks. And I'm going to break that down. So yards, touchdowns. And then the last one I decided to go with was I, I didn't want to go with completions because maybe someone throws a lot of completions, but, they, but on a, a lot of attempts. So I didn't want to go with temps because that just means you might be throwing the ball more. So I went with completion percentage. I went with completion percentage of all quarterbacks that started at least four games in the season. That was my cutoff point. So because I went completion percentage, that didn't matter. You weren't going to get dinged for only starting six games with completion percentage because it's going to hold up overall because it's an average already. It's the number of, of completions divided by the number of attempts. So that's why I didn't go with yards per game, because I, was, I thought that that would really could possibly overload the top with some players that might have played well and then got injured. And you're like, so the question is, were they really a top-tier quarterback for that season if they only played in six games? that was my thinking there but yet they could still get there with if they had a pretty good completion percentage and that's what you're going to actually find when we look at some of this a little bit later is that someone who didn't play as many games could actually help help their standing a little bit if they had a good completion percentage. So those are the three categories that I'm going to do. I'm going to break down the numbers, but we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our break. Then when we're going to come back. We're going to look at the 2021 numbers, see how they, they panned out. Then we're going to go back and look at the 2020 numbers. See how, if there's much of a trend, because with wide receivers, they were almost the same quarterbacks. Some of it was the same, some of it was a little bit different. So we'll talk about that and and look at some Steelers quarterbacks and where everyone might stand in that. So stick around and we'll be right back. We are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. We are talking about quarterbacks and quarterback tiers. We are going to look at the 2021 numbers. We're going to look at the 2020 numbers. Then we're going to kind of between looking at those two. Now, i got to adjust a little bit because there was that extra game in 2021 um, to kind of get a better idea of what looks good for a quarterback, where they could where they could land up uh, going into this year. So you're like, oh, well, what kind of numbers would be good? Well, this is what I would think would put them in the top eight of each category. And I'll give you those numbers once we get there, where I kind of round them off, average them off, and kind of anticipate to see what that would be in, in 2022. So let's dive into 2021. As I said before, the three categories are yards, touchdowns and completion percentage you had to start at least four games at quarterback for that to count. So here we go, the top 8 players in the NFL had had all through in 2021 had a total yardage of 4407 yards. So 4407 yards, that that was that was the average cuz I mean of 8. And I'll tell you that who was that player? That player was Josh Allen. He was number eight, where number nine was Kirk Cousins. So I'll I'll tell you real quick who the players were. Um, I'll go from eight counting down to one. The the order goes Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Justin Herbert, and Tom Brady, where Justin Herbert and Tom Brady both went over 5,000 yards for the season. So that was what it is for yardage. When you're looking at touchdown passes, those touchdown passes, that was 34. And that was right at number eight, where, where Joe Burrow ranked number eight with 34 touchdown passes in 2021. Um, counting, you know, I'll do it again, going from eight up to the top. It went Burrow, Allen, Rogers, Prescott, Mahomes, Herbert, Stafford, Brady. A lot of the same numbers. And once again, Kirk Cousins was number nine. So he was number nine in both of those categories. So as you can see, a lot of the touchdowns and yardage lined up with similar names, but then you go to completion percentage and it's a whole different story. That's why I just thought that was a little added wrinkle to say, how accurate are you? Now, I know when a a quarterback, sometimes they would need to throw the ball away so they don't take a sack. That's true, but all of them should have to do it. Sometimes they're going to, they're going to spike the ball. Um, I'm, I can't remember if the NFL ended up ever taking that out as counting as a pass attempt or not. I know it's a, um, Uh, you know, to to kill the clock. I can't remember. But I will tell you that the top eight pass percentages to to land in the top eight of the league was 67.6%. And that was Mac Jones, which meant Tom Brady, he was ninth. He was just behind at 67.5. So, oh, Mr. Brady didn't make it in all three. But these these names are very different. I'll count them down from eight to one. Mac Jones, Tua, I'm not even going to try to say his last name, Tua, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, and number one in completion percentage was Joe Burrow, the only one over 70%. He was at 7.4. So that's what I had for the top eight quarterbacks. And those three stats. Those were the numbers. 4,407 yards, 34 touchdowns, 67.6% completion percentage. Now, the question is then, maybe you're paying attention and picked up on those names. How many of how many players were in the top for all for all three categories? All three categories. Um, the answer is two. There are only two players. Like, for example, Aaron Rodgers. Wasn't up there in yards. He wasn't touchdowns and completion percentage, but not yards. Tom Brady missed it in completion percentage. Okay. Um, Justin Herbert. It's another one. Completion percentage. Um, Matt, Matt Stafford, comp- completion percentage. Uh, let's see. Derek Carr. I think his was touchdowns. He didn't, he wasn't up there in touchdowns. So the two players that were in the top eight were Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow. They were the only two players in the NFL quarterbacks that were in the top 8 of all three of those categories. So, pretty elite to have to get there where you got three straight ones. Now, like I said, those other players they would round up to a to a tier one quarterback as long as you had had it had it in two categories. So, for example, someone who has a good completion percentage put in the, like Tua and Jimmy Garoppolo they only ha- they were only there in completion percentage in, in the top one. Let's look specifically at Tua. Tua was in the top tier in completion percentage. But when you go to touchdowns, he was way, way down there. Okay, I'm still trying to find him so much when I, when I look at it there. Yeah, he was barely in tier three that you'll find out. And when you look at yardage, he was, let's see, where was he there? Oh, he, he was in tier three for that one. Yep. So he was in tier one for completion percentage, tier tier three, and tier four. So that actually, well, so where would that put a player like that? I know I haven't even gotten into what the other tiers are yet. Okay. So he, he was one and three and four. That meant that he was a 2.667. That means he averaged out to be. Uh, 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 a, what would that, you know, a tier three quarterback. That's where he would end up based on the way that I do this. So that's just where it is. Let's get to what the numbers were at the other tiers to just to get an idea. So that, that's why I like the completion percentage thrown in there because it might take someone who's really good um, in the other two and kind of bring them down to earth. And then it just does kind of show that, you know, someone could be really good in that one, but not so much in the others, but it could help them out. A little bit, set them set them above the rest of the crowd. So here we go. Top sixteen. That came to three thousand seven hundred and thirty-four yards. Three thousand seven hundred and thirty-four yards is what it was for it to be in the top sixteen. And that was actually Ryan Tannehill. All right. I'm not going to read all the names from on this one this time. Touchdowns, it was 21 touchdowns. 21 touchdowns needed teams need 21 touchdowns. And and that was once again, Ryan Tannehill. He was right there at number 16. And then when it came to completion percentage um, in the top 16, that it was 66.3. That was actually Cousins and Patrick Mahomes were both at 66.3. They were tied at 16 for that. So that's what we went with there. So that would be tier two. So it would be 3,734 yards up to 4,406 yards. Because once you had 4,407, you went to the next one. Touchdowns, it was 21 to 33 touchdowns put you in tier two of touchdown throwing quarterbacks in total. And then completion percentage, it was 66.3 up to 67.5. That puts you as a tier two quarterback. Now let's go to tier three, tier three. um, Oh, I got to go back to yards tier three. That was, believe it or not, that was 3,010. The last person to make it into tier three was one Baker Mayfield. Um, that that and remember he only played he only started 14 games. But yeah, he he was number 24. Then when you go to touchdowns, number twenty-four was believe it or not, in twelve games, it was Lamar Jackson with sixteen. He was tied with sixteen. There was a bunch of them with sixteen, which was actually tied at twenty third. There was um Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Davis Mills, and Tua Taggle Paul. Tua. There we go. So that's just where it was. So technically Tua was right there on the cusp of three versus four, depending on what you did with touchdowns. He was, he was right there. I know I'd used him as an example before, so that might've been a bit of a problem. I said he was in tier four. He probably because he was tied to put him into tier three. So, and so, and then completion percentage, that was at 64.3%, 64.3. And that was, um, Daniel Jones for the, for the Giants that so would be above that. Um, so those are the numbers. So it was 3,010 yards to 3,733 yards, 16 to twenty to touch, sorry, 16 to 20 touchdowns. It almost sounded like I said 22. And then completion percentage was 40, or sorry, 64.3 to 66.2. That was, that would put you in tier three. So anything under the 3,010, the 16 touchdowns, the 64.3, would put a quarterback in Tier 4. That's based on 2021 numbers. To put that all together and say, how does it affect the Steelers? Ben Roethlisberger, he was in Tier 2 in yards. He was in Tier 2 in touchdowns. He was in Tier 3 for completion percentage. That means he was a Tier 2 quarterback for 2021. Um, I don't, I wouldn't have put Ben Roethlisberger in the top eight in the league last year on stats on stats, Remember I talked about his it factor earlier, but Ben Roethlisberger was not the quarterback he was five years ago, uh, this past season we, it was, it was something that we were able to see as Steelers fans. So now let's, let's look at 2020, see what those numbers look like, see how they compare So I I did the 2020 numbers. They're going to be a little bit lower, obviously, because there was one less game. So the top eight there, the cutoff there was at 4,265 yards. So it was down about 100. It was 142 yards less. If you actually average that out to 17 games, it would have averaged you know, if you divide by 16 times by 17, it would have been higher than what it was in 2021 if you account for the extra game. Um, the top, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you who the top eight were in there. That one was starting at eight because the the forty two sixty five was Kirk Cousins. Then it went Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. Then you look at touchdowns. Touchdowns, the cutoff was 33. There was actually three players tied for 33, um. With with uh, w- with all this, and that was, and they were at seven, eight, nine. So technically, they they all would have been in tier one. And that was Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill, and Ben Roethlisberger. So Ben Roethlisberger was right there with with the touchdowns uh, last last season, and to to count them down going up uh, to give you the rest of the top eight. Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers led the NFL in passing touchdowns in 2020. Now, completion percentage, once again, some of these are just some different names, but number eight was actually Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Dolphins at 68.5. Counting down going up, it went Fitzpatrick, Russell Wilson, Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers. Because yeah, Drew, Drew Brees didn't was up through the other numbers because he was injured, and missed part of the season. But there was three players that had over a seventy percent completion percentage, and it was Watson, Brees, and Rodgers. Um, And ironically, only one of them played in twenty twenty one. So that's what it took to be in the top eight, into the top tier in twenty twenty. So it was, you know, 4,265 yards, 33 touchdowns, 68.5% passing percentage. So there were, this time, there were three players who were in the top eight in all three categories, three players. So to me, that would have been your, your top of the top tier. These are your one plus tier, you know, you know, one A, if you want to say it. And that was Deshaun Watson, Watson. Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers—they were—they the, were the ones that were the, the the cream of the crop in 2020. So then, if you look at at 16, I'm not even going to give you the names of these. I'm just going to go ahead and just give you the numbers and say this is what we got. Here we go. So it's the top 16 for for 2020 was 3,803 yards, which ironically is more than what it was in 2021, even though they all had an extra game. So yeah so that would it took more to be in the top 16 in 2020. Uh then for touchdowns it was 26 which once again was more than the top 16 from last year. And completion percentage was 67% which was more but that one shouldn't matter based on the extra game. So 3803 yards, 26 touchdowns, 67%. And then to be in the third tier, the top 24, would have to you'd have to at least be 2657 yards. 15 touchdowns and a completion percentage of 65.5 percent. So that's what I did. Let's look at where the this where Ben Roethlisberger fell in 2020. Well, he was in the second tier when it came to yards, but he was in the first tier when it came to touchdowns. And he was in the third tier as it came to completion percentage. So very similar to this past year where he was 2-2-1. He barely made it in touchdowns in 2020. And once again, he was a second-tier quarterback for the NFL based on where he fell among everyone else. I looked at Mitch Trubisky because when you look at Mitch Trubisky from that time, he, let's see, how many games had he started? Mitch Trubisky, he started nine games. Appeared in 10 games, started nine games. So obviously he's going to not be up there in yards and touchdowns, just based on volume, but he was so he was in tier four for yards, but he was at least in tier three for touchdowns, even with only nine starts and he was in tier two for completions. So even only starting nine games, he still managed to be a a tier three quarterback in 2020 in Chicago so I'm already hoping that we can get tier three from Trubisky this year. And if, and if he, in a better situation, he might be a tier two, tr- tier two. And if he's tier two, then guess what you have? You have Ben Roethlisberger. Um, But we'll just have to see how that all plays out. So based on those two years and based on the other things going on, what I did was I decided to, find some medium ground and say, hey, here is a good starting point to think, hey, this is what it would take to be a tier one quarterback. And I did it. Like I said, I adjusted the, the 2020 numbers to 17 games, found something kind of in the middle and said, all right, here we go. 4,400 yards. 4,400 yards puts put you at a tier one quarterback. 34 passing touchdowns and a 68% completion percentage." That's what you could look for for a tier one quarterback. For tier two, you want to be at least 3,800 yards. So 38 up to 4,400, 25 touchdowns, and a 66.5 completion percentage. And then for tier three, it it would be at least 2,900 yards, 16 touchdowns, and a 65% completion percentage. So if you're a quarterback that, let's say, throws for 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns and 67% completion percentage that would put you in tier three, tier three, tier two. So you're, you it would be a tier three quarterback, you know, even if it's 3,500 yards, but if you get to 25 touchdowns and that completion percentage, it would bump you up even more. So I just thought I'd throw some numbers out there just to, just to say, okay, 4,400 yards. If, if a quarterback can hit that, going into 2022 that should put them in more of a top tier status when it comes to passing yards, you know, and I like the stat of completion percentage. If you're, if you're completing 68% of your passes, that means you're probably in the top tier of the NFL when it comes to that particular statistic. So with that, that's the numbers that I gave. I hope you all enjoyed that again. I don't know if there's any other good position that I can really do those numbers with, um, don't know if, you know, maybe I could attempt to with running back, but by this point you might be like, ah, yeah, it didn't work as well. As quarterback as to do with running back or wide receiver. But, uh, I just thought it was interesting to kind of see how they all, how they all fell out. So everyone that wanted to poo poo on Ben Roethlisberger, his numbers still showed that he was a tier two quarterback the last two seasons. And which means that put him in the top half of the NFL. So. It is what it is. So thank you so much for, for listening to me today. I'm sorry if I seem a little bit off. I'm not recording at the same time. I'm not recording with the way I'm used to it, with everything. So I'm a little bit off, but I hopefully it it still worked out for you. Uh I, I really am excited about the Steelers getting to training camp and getting to see them, you know, on the field at practice, getting the reports, seeing them in the preseason to get excited about this. 2022 NFL season. Cause it's, there's, there it's, it's a new, a new chapter and there's a lot of Steeler fans out there that, that they've never experienced the team without Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, other than 2019 when he was injured, that they've never experienced that, you know, Ben's not here. It's somebody else for sure moving forward because, you know, there's, there's some young fans out there that, you know, they weren't old enough to know the Steelers before Roethlisberger. So, with that, I want to thank you for joining me. and As I always say, thanks for geeking out with me. We'll see you next time.